Hey, 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 have no mando here no we do not but what's going on what's going on welcome back guys to episode five <laughs> I tell we you made this. it to episode five this is such a i don't know it's a special episode for me yeah uh, five i don't know why is five such a a thing number well in general yeah like i don't know five ten twenty 50, I feel like because from small, that was just the easiest timetables to remember. Yeah. So you value those numbers, you know, it's like true. you have a place in my heart and my brain. Type of it's thing. true. It's I true. I think that's why. But I just also feel like five is just a, I don't know. It's a nice number. If five. you really think, well, we just do this every two weeks. So then it's like, this is week 10. Yeah. Five times two is 10. <gasps> but if you think about it, your birthday is the second? Yeah. Of the third month, five, right? And then my birthday is the 15th. <gasps> nah, I think five is just our number. <laughs> yeah, yo. But anyway. Oh my gosh. We, we are here. Still. We have arrived. Once again. Yeah. It's your girl, Jojo Renee. And it's me, Heidi Leone. Oy, 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 oy. I can't hear my name normal anymore at all. I got to change that. <laughs> Same, are you on the background story? <laughs> you need to give them the background story. I can yeah. give them the background, but uh, <laughs> well, this person that randomly come across our podcast on IG. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> Stop watching the podcast. And then he was like, he really he was like, Haiti Leon is your real name? Like he really he was like, Yeah, that sounds like some made up thing. It sounds like a Harry Potter. <laughs> Like hocus pocus or some fuck. Hey, yo, I was like, now you butchering my names because nah, my names have a really special place up. in my heart. Because Haiti is my, you had not know that? No, Haiti is my father mother name, Aww. and Leone is my mother mother name. Anna's lovely. So you coming from my family? Girl, I was <laughs> named after a lesbian. <laughs> what? She's My, a special lesbian. Yo, you know Jodie Foster? Sound familiar. She's an actress, but my father loved like her movies and stuff. So when I was in the making, uh-huh. that's how they came up with my name. And then my middle name is French. Yo, but yeah, yeah. my father French. There's not really a big... Your father could parle français? Oui, and Creole. The Creole I had no, but I didn't know, you know, yeah. Je Yeah, so he speaks for the Creole and then he knows a bit of French because his sister lives in France. Oh. Yeah, so we went to France to visit. Yeah, I got like a family everywhere. I yeah. didn't know he do the French. Yeah, you know, you know. Je, <laughs> je m'appelle baguette, oui, oui, croissant. Yo, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, how you feeling? I feel like we was together for like two weeks straight, and now I feel like you come in here and give me a bunch of updates. But just how you doing? I know. I'm good, guys. I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm good. I'm excited. Because mm-hmm. I feel like 2023 is just it's just continuing to pull up in different ways. Mm-hmm. In a sense of like, I just feel like I'm I'm seeing new doors. I'm definitely I don't feel like I'm definitely seeing a lot of new doors, but to a level it could be overwhelming because it's like you got 
I usually say another room to clean. Yeah. But it's like it's more responsibility, but like that room in the south. Boy, yo. I ain't see it, <laughs> but <laughs> she calling you. But nah, like I feel good. I really feel hopeful. I feel excited. I feel like scared in the best way. Mm-hmm. That's it. I got a headache right now, but we move. No. How you doing? Hell. How you doing? I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. No, I go- I actually feel like you know what's weird? I feel like I'm in this place of like, I was explaining to somebody, it's like, I know a lot of big things coming and happening. Yeah. But a lot of things, be, uh, really, when you think about it, we just be thinking about the future. We'll be thinking about, okay, next year, we'll think about this year. But then you're already in a time where you live in a life that you used to want type of thing. Done. Is that? Is so that? it's like a lot of things also happening now. A lot of things going on now too. So it's like juggling the now and the where I want to be. Yeah. And uh, so it's like your mind spinning. So I guess yeah. that's how you explain it. It's like, you know. Woo. You know, but it's, you just, know. it's just like, yeah. It's the overwhelming feeling of like, okay, how to juggle it all and how to tackle it type of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, work been, I never really talk about, I really just mention it, but I never just directly say I'm an English teacher in a high school, guys. Talk your shit. So. For sure, they don't know what we do. No. They don't know what we do. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. We just hint at it. Like, if y'all didn't know where I'm from, now y'all know. <laughs> I'm from Seba. But no, they really don't know. But yeah, talk your shit. What do you do, Haiti Leone? Yeah. Or shall I say, my Frau Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my Frau Davis. Your Frau. I have this student that just say, Davis, what's, up? what's going on? But yeah, I'm an English teacher in a high school. And if I... If to really compare it is, I just always say it's like a sundial. Yeah. To really make people understand like what, yeah, what it is. It's really just like a sundial in Holland in Den Haag. Um, I personally love it. I feel like all my friends know that it's it's like a second home to me because none of my students have like, I always tell Jody also like the five hundred and something students, yeah. like maybe five or six Dutch. So like the rest is like Moroccan, Turkish, Antillian. Turnamese, all over they Africa. All the seasonings. All the seasonings. Mm-hmm. So I really love it. I feel like I'm in a place where it's like they value, like the students value me for sure. Because mm-hmm. it's like they could relate to me. But it's just sometimes it's like if I had a camera just in my classroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need a GoPro. For a week. <laughs> y'all would be like, how? I don't know. And I uh, did it. I would tell myself, like, you know how, like, while it is that you just wake up every day and tackle a classroom and just like mm-hmm. basically like a hundred students a day. That's a lot of people. And personalities. Yeah. And mood swings. Like I do, and every day is different. Every day is overwhelming. You have your overwhelming moments where it's like you have to control your emotions. Like you just want to get up and scream at a person. Mm-hmm. Not I'm just saying like you It know? teaches you patience. Yo, I feel like I changed so much. I feel like yeah. Haiti before working there and Haiti after. Just very different people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just sometimes a lot. But at the same time, it's so re- rewarding. Like I love that. So weird. Today, one of them was, I have that, I tell them one of this, I tell them, oh, you can follow me on TikTok. But if I mm-hmm. see you on my IG, block. Problems. I blocking you. It's so far. I reach work today and one of them had it on the weekend. I look at her in front of the whole class. I say, you get blocked. <laughs> They're like they all but so laughing because like they waited who could be the next yeah. one because last week was somebody else 
No, and but the- your kids got balls too. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I still can't get over that comment when Which we was one? in London. <laughs> when we was in London and we post a snippet or something, and then uh, somebody was like, Mafrau, who's gonna teach us now? I was like, guys, really? They had to me in London. They was like, they thought I wasn't coming back or something. I don't know where it was. But yeah, and then they was like, why you don't want us on your IG? I just feel like my IG is more personal yeah. type of thing. And it's true. I don't know. And then they see the video, some video, oh, the video I make for Daniela. And they had a snip of India. I had one when she was like twerking in the, on the road. And yeah. it was like, you just be twerking in the road, your frau. <laughs> I was like, when I twerk in the road? Ay, ay, ay. And they ain't gonna hold back. One thing about them is like, they're gonna tell you exactly what. It's like small kids, they will tell you you stink. Like they die straight. Yeah, yeah. Um, they stop. No. No? No. It just stopped there. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't think I'm going to take this out. <laughs> no, we can keep that. Blooper. I, I Blooper. video. Stop. <laughs> she do. She do. What you were saying? Yeah. With the students. That kids would even tell you, like, you stink. So, like, for them, it's like, oh, they don't care. Guys, they would just be like. These students, I was telling somebody that today, like. Not just because it's not Dutch children. I mean, they don't have that, that Dutch mentality of like, we yeah. can say whatever we want and blunt. and Yeah. So Add a little touch of sarcasm to make it hit. Yeah, but also just, what do you mean this word? Last episode, I couldn't pronounce. Statistics? Statistically speaking. Dutch children just in general feel like they're on the same level as adults. Yeah, because adults don't know how to put them on a level that they need to be. Me, my mother and I went mm. to TEDS. You did? I was going to tell me. It was so when you good. Me, you didn't tell me it what you had so and good. what you had. And God, you had. <laughs> let me tell you how this went. So I had a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. You had it? And French toast. Oh, but a girl it? bring the food to the table. And then my mother had Greek yogurt. The girl bring the food to the table. And she was like, French toast? And I said, me. So she put it down. And then she put a chili um, cheese steak by my mother. And I just took the plate. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. Go for it. Go you had for the fries? No. Oh. I'm not a fries. I don't like fries. The waffle fries there, though, is very special. I'm going to go back. But there was a child there. And two kids, one was like, let's say four. Mm-hmm. And then her little brother was like toddler, like one mm. oldest. And they was playing around. But a girl, you know, they love attention. So she kept running to our table and she was like, Spider-Man. She was like, shh, shh. <laughs> and, and we were playing along. We was like, shh, shh, back. And yeah. then all oh, the cutest thing, the boy was in the back and you would hear him, shh, shh. Oh, <gasps> my heart. But the parents kept apologizing and my mother was like instead of disciplining your child you apologize but my Mm. mother said it's not a problem at all like we was having fun with them but at the end my mother was like even though we was having fun they didn't see it as that but yet they chose to apologize rather than discipline their child and i feel like in nl they don't know how to discipline their child because they're too busy trying to be their child's friend Mm. and that's why these kids grow up with so much entitlement it's it's ridiculous it's wild like from how I grew up, <laughs> yo, girl. <clears throat> I don't. I, I really. At the same time, I just want to talk about it because it's work, but because I, I, there's like privacy involved in it. Yeah. But it's just like y'all don't even know why I go through on a daily basis. 
But yeah. I just leave it there and I walk out the building. But what do you do? What do you do? What does you do? What do I do? What do you what do, 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 do? What do I do? <laughs> Guys. What do you do? I do quite a lot. I'm not good lot. <laughs> um, my main thing right now is I have a consultancy company. So for Caribbean companies and yeah, I realize moving to Holland, there's a lot of things that's lacking in the Caribbean business mm-hmm. environment. And I try to bring that modernization of what we have in the Netherlands while keeping the culture of the Caribbean. Because you can't bring a Dutch company to the Caribbean. It won't work. Mm-hmm. It's too, we're very strict here and whatnot. But I try to find a middle ground. And yeah, I also do like projects on the side and stuff. And I have some exciting things cooking up. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell y'all everything. Nah, I get but it. That's what I do. And I'm a child of the world. I travel. <laughs> I would like to say that's what I do for a living, to be honest. But, nah, but I love it. Yeah. So that's us. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. If you've been here consistently. Yeah. Now you know. Next oh next time God. we might talk about like, I don't know. Our, wait, we spoke about our age. Maybe we'll talk about our hobbies or some shit. Did we? I don't think you yeah. ever talked before. Oh, yeah. You talk about being 20. Yeah. yeah I'm 25. Yeah. Like. And we yeah. mentioned it. And I didn't mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I made birthday. Yeah, club, 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 club. But yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Today, guys, our vibe is just very much like it Rogue. is what it is. We, <laughs> we just here. We We're just hit record. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I did want to talk about like, um, I feel like I am the number one J. Cole fan. You are in the world. Did you see how you light me up last episode for calling him coleslaw? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I still think it's funny though. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, talk your shit, talk your shit. So anyway, and he really, if you know J Cole, he really does interviews. He's also just very big on like he don't want people to idolize him. He just makes his music very. He makes his music for himself and not for the people, but he just don't want people to see him as like. I don't know, this thing that you need to like... Something beyond a worship. human. Yeah. yeah, and you want he want people to see him as a human, basically. Yep. So he don't really do interviews at all because he don't want people in his life. I hear a lot of people say... Uh, it's beyond Twitter a lot. Like, you could really just see him riding his bike in New York. Yeah. A lot of the time. But even him just... He, you could see how he presents himself. Like, mm. this man got bank, but his teeth still... You're a beautiful J. Cole. Crooked smile. He has a song about it. But exactly, like for him, it's very, I'm staying true to who mm-hmm. I am to the core. And all you need to just remember, I'm a human. Like, mm-hmm. who can rap? Ben, like, he good with it. Yeah, he's extremely talented. Yo. But he, and he has gotten lost along the way. But I feel like from small, I think the first song that really catched me was the one with Drake in the morning. And then even Crooked Smile, because Crooked I Smile come Crooked up Smile. right before I come Holland. Yeah. And just the message behind it, I yeah. was just like, nah. I, and then I come up here, I listen to Born Sinner, the album. And then coincidentally, a month later, he come Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love ever since that concert, because he came and touched our hands, like in <gasps> front. I took a picture of that. <laughs> I was like, even though you're not going to see it, but I took Yo. a picture of my hand after I touched him. You probably didn't wash your hand for time. I didn't wash my hand for a day. <laughs> You just really? worship in your hand. When yeah, you sleep, this like, hand has touched J. Cole, guys. His hand, like his hand. Like we touched hands. Anyway, <laughs> so, and then from that day, I feel like, that's how I feel in a lot of times. After I go to concerts, like you connect with the artist like way, way more. Yeah, for and sure. Yeah, but I guess it was just always a vibe. And back then he was still very caught up with like, oh, I need to be top dog, top this. Yeah, he need to fit in a certain image. Yeah. 
But you, cause you, I could have just, I feel like I'm very good at picking up on spirits and vibes. I could have just always sensed he was just a very good person. Anyways, I started talking, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I watched his interview that he recently did with, I think he's a coach from a basketball team, but his name was Bob Myers, I think, on yeah. YouTube. And he talked about so much and I was telling you, like, I realized in this interview for real, for real, why I vibe with him so much is because I feel like we're just so similar in just how he looks at life. And just what we talking about, like how humble and like mm-hmm. thing he is. And he talk a lot about his upbringing, but he talk a lot about just how he just regulate and self regulate himself, but just like self do the self work to become a better person in the sense of like, cause I think the interviewer asked him like, what do you do when all of this going on? Like who, who corrects you? Cause he was talking about like, I don't know if people know. Who, I get you. Yeah. Cause he was talking about like growing up, he had very young parents. Yeah. And he realized that a very, not that he really realized it, but it's like you, he say, if you had a lot, if you had young parents who had you at a young age, it's like nobody coming to save you type thing. Like. Yeah, because they also kind of. Trying to save their, them. Yup. Yup. And it's not something he clocked until he was older, but it was just this thing that he just naturally did. And he was like trying to explain the interview, the person interview him that like, he realized that like it was always him. Yeah. So like he had to check himself. He had to check himself yeah. in the sense of like he said, Yeah, I have he's like, You don't know how many conversations I have in myself. Like Wow, that's nice too. Do I did I have to do it this way? Like yeah. should I have done it? Like and he just and then I he, love that. Yeah, and then the interview asked him if he does journal. He was like, <laughs> not a journaler though. Yeah. He was like, he feel like he like he rather have those actual worded conversations with himself. But you like that's also very beneficial. like Okay, so there's, I'm not weird. Okay, I'm not weird. <laughs> no. But there's times where I would just like talk to myself in the mirror. A lot. Where it's like, that is your reflection. And mm. now you you deepen in that reflection because now you saying what's, what's on the inside rather yeah. than what you're seeing on the surface. And I love to journal. And I do think journaling is a, one of the tools mm-hmm. and a very, it's like the hammer. Mm-hmm. But like also doing that is like you got the saw. So mm-hmm. it's it's all contributing. I feel like he does it though, because at the end of the day, he writes it in his music. Oh shit, for real! Like and he kind of he kind of said that because the interview was like, "Well, don't you say your music is like?" And he was like, "Yeah, I feel like yeah, he probably have songs we probably never even hear, like you know, like he writing out his facts, shit, basically." But I was just like, I realized I very much that I I relate to that so much. Because it's not that I don't have outlets. Because I tell all you last episode, I had parents who could have who could have checked me. And my parents didn't have me at a young age. I don't know if that really plays a big role. Because I had a conversation I with a friend. I do think it does. I had a conversation with a friend that, like, my parents had me at a way older age. And she used to wonder, like, if that's why me and my brother know the way we are. Because my brother is a phenomenal person. He is. <laughs> you can watch this and be like... Ugh. No, he but is. he is. Like, you can tell <laughs> yeah. y'all, y'all have had that self-reflection mm-hmm. and you carry yourself with like intention like when i hear your brother speak i feel he speaks from a place of wisdom oh, like God. honestly this and, man and you just feel like i feel like you i the wise one this man yeah it's true <laughs> this is very man? true and he hear that it put him on this pedestal but like you're a great individual Malcolm. get up there <laughs> yeah yeah so what was i trying to say oh yeah so <laughs> I don't know if that's because they was older necessarily, but so I feel like I have these outlets. I feel like I have people that are there to correct me or like fall mm-hmm. back on, but I still feel like 
I always had it that I need to do that for myself. Yeah. So I just be talking to my Jody. You say if you find this really to talk to yourself, I do that every day, all day. Like you and my close friends. Like yeah. you see how I be? Yeah. <laughs> it's a privilege to be in her close friends. Honestly and truly, this girl is so stupid. In the best way. All my days. Oh, but I have those moments so many times with yeah. just myself and just talking to myself. And something happened is like really G checking yourself Facts. and just playing out things in your head. And then I feel like dying itself does just help you evolve as a person, to be 100. honest. 100. But you got to keep it real with yourself at the same time. Like, don't you be dodgy checking yourself. So, I don't know. I just find it really beautiful to see. And I feel like everybody should go watch our interview to really get to know him better. But I also really thought about, like, okay, but if everybody parents, if everybody that grew up with young parents like that, because he, I don't know, because I feel like, like something still. As, as some he he trying to say he had young parents and that's why he had to check himself but i feel like something they still had to do for him to be that well aware to be able to do that and give him the tools to do that for himself if you get what i mean yeah because he tell this story that he was at he was six years old smoking cigarettes like that's how much his parents was just not there there kind of thing but yeah, yeah, at a certain point, he said it clicked after that whole situation with the cigarettes. And it clicked that, like, oh, people really do be disappointed in me and my actions have consequences. But that's when he started, like, self-checking himself. But I feel like at, so, at the same time, your parents, his mother, because you grew up with his mother mostly, had to give him something for him to still be able to do that. Because I don't feel like you just bond mm. with being able, you feel like you just bond to, like, to be able to G-check yourself and have those conversations with yourself. No, but I do feel like a level of it comes from external. So I don't know if they did studies on this. I would love to look into it. But they say like 75% of your influence is externally um, influenced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, so I do think, okay, the core, like I feel like my values and stuff definitely come from my parents. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I've developed mm. so much outside of my home. Mm. They just guided it in a sense. Yeah. But I feel like if you look at me and my sister, as much as they've guided it, we both on different mm-hmm. um, journeys in a sense of like, we both think different. So I honestly, I don't know. I feel like for him, I think it's just in you. I honestly feel like for some people, it's just in them. I feel like for me, it was just in me. I was G-checking myself from small. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, okay, because I know your sister. But I feel like, are you still both very to the core got it like are you still what trying to say like similar in terms of how we carry our like you're not out here wild <laughs> no we're not smoking cigarettes at six, six you know what I no mean? but i mean in a sense of like we two different people so regardless of your upbringing there's influences mm. externally that like push you towards a certain character or just personality i know so I feel like the parents have a lot to do with it. I don't know, you know, because I do feel like my parents have a lot to do with who I am today. But honestly, you want a five square mile island. I'm going to, there's not 75%. There's like yo! 20. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, the external. Oh, yes, I five square mile. Yo. Yes, it was five square mile, guys. 2000, well, population I think now is 1800 people. What are, are you used to trip on us? Like there was no two, that's NPC. I used to trip <laughs> on us like there was no. T- I used to ask us if we live in trees, if we have Wi Fi. I don't know if I argue. 
are you SM people print? Them people. And the funny thing nah, is, nah, somebody nah, asked people. me a question one day. <laughs> they was like, if you kick a ball too hard, will it fall off the island? Oh, God. But the wild thing is, it will. Because same as a hill. <laughs> so if you kick a ball hard enough, it could just keep rolling until it falls off the island. Oh, my God. But back to what I was saying. Yeah. Like, no, I really get what you mean now. Because I was like, I get what you mean. Because you're trying to say, like, at a certain point, though, her external factors were different from your external factors. To the sense of yeah. that, well, you could be different. Like, look at me moving to the Netherlands. Mm. I've grown completely, like, different from who I was in Sabre after, like, moving to the Netherlands mm-hmm. and where I am now. And, yeah, looking at it, I feel like the core of that is my parents, also with her. But those external factors are coming to play. So, like, maybe with J. Cole... Maybe he had that whole smoking thing when he was six, but he saw somebody in a writing camp and he looked up to this man and this Mm -hmm. man was checking like, nah, you could do better than that. Mm -hmm. That flipped a switch. And it's like, your parents could do something. True. But also you have so many external factors that just is what you choose to absorb. So that's why I do feel like to a level you're born with it. And then it's Mm -hmm. nature versus nurture. Nah, I definitely get what you mean. I I don't know. I definitely feel like I try to think of how much of me is like my external factors, though. Because at the same time, what I was telling you last week is that uh, my external factors at the same time not just my immediate family, but I feel like I had a village. Yeah, like raising you, raising me, and a lot of family. And I used to be all over the place. And I haven't do a lot of extra extra. What extra is wrong with my activities? I extra got you. curricular activities, but at the same time, um, I feel like that only help with like how I interact with people. Not really like who like that whole self checking thing of like trying to check myself and make sure I stay on track. If you get what I mean. Yeah, I'm just really reflecting. Like right now, I'm self checking yeah, because like, I'm really trying to think of the root of it. Or I think a lot of the times I saw things. And my parents, this is why I think it's really still your parents. I feel like I would, me and my parents would just like, especially my mother, we would discuss things like, yeah, this is probably what's going on there. And like, in a sense of like, that was my check-in. Like, yeah. if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I would go home and tell her, yo, this and this and this happened at Bali today. And like, she would be the one to be like, okay, but you know that this is probably, Fact. you get what I mean? They come with a level of like, the two sides to the coin where yeah. it's like, okay, but what did you do to kind of influence the situation? Yeah. Or just even where things I would see and come home and tell and should like explain it. Because you're a child. So it's like, if you see a child doing this, whatever, it's like, yeah. your mommy would be like, what? And she would be like, really? Did J. Cole say anything like about his mother being somebody who explained him? No. Why he was doing? Because hmm. nah. I feel like with my parents too, I had that level of like, you know when you just tell a child, don't do that. That is not productive at all. I think for my future kids, if I get kids, I would be that parent to sometimes you're tired and whatnot, but I would explain them like, mm. if you do this, this and this and this, and this will happen. He talked about how that like, it was straight beating though. Yeah. Like, yeah. not really an explanation, just I. You're getting licks. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I had a, a good balance. I didn't get licks, guys. No. My sister got licks. I didn't get licks. I was that little princess. Oh. And I would say it. I was a very sneaky, sneaky child because I, you, if you see the size of my father's hands, mm. I said, not me. So when I did things, 
I think that helped me become no, <laughs> like <I get> more <laughs> efficient. <laughs> like honestly, but mm-mm, oh mm-mm. my god, I don't think mm, I think we get punishment more than licks. We did get yeah. licks, but like just certain the wildest. I remember I was talking to my friend from Amsterdam. You know who be another her name? Yeah, but she was like, but as she grew up in a West African household, was like, she had to stand on her toes, and if she fall down, they had to like. Like they would get legs for coming oh, off her toes. I was like, that's intense. That's intense. But me, I also had I had to sit on my lean on my knees. What the? Fuck? Where y'all get up from? Because I know my father doesn't want to. Like I had to lean on. We had to kneel on our knees, and that's what I mean. I feel like I had that way more than legs, which okay, I know I, I did get legs. Yeah. Well, which would which did you rather? Just out of curiosity. The kneeling didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't mind just staying on my knees. Makes sense. But I feel like I was such. A, I so I was always nonchalant. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I like believe that. I believe that to a T. <laughs> like, you are, but in a in a decent way. It's not like unhealthy. No, no, no. I just think I used to be like, I just want to kneel on my knees now today. Just chilling on my knees. <laughs> I remember the Man in my business. Yo, I remember this one time I had got licks too. But that was because my older cousins, the one that you went you went for Christmas. Yeah. They was old. I had a lot of older cousins at the time. The younger ones either wasn't born yet or just not living in St. Martin. And we every Christmas we would go by their house, the same mm-hmm. one. And I remember them playing video games. And I think that was the first time I was hearing bad words or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember like the next day, because we have this we have this hallway in my house when we cut. I remember just walking through the hallway like fuck shit as bitch. Like I just <laughs> literally Jeez. And you know what's wild? Your parents probably thought it was funny, but they had to discipline you in that moment because I, you can't be doing I that. I wonder if my father remember that moment. Because <laughs> I just they're like skip yep, through the fucking yep. hallway. <laughs> Innocent. Oh my days. And I just see his head pop up one of the doors like What you say now? What? What did I just say? And yeah. I don't remember if it was kneeling or licks. I think maybe both. <laughs> but <laughs> that is But when... I know what I mean when I said last episode, it was still always explained though. Yeah. Why? But then there will still be punishment to it. You think you're gonna hit your kid? No. I don't have it in me. I don't think so. I, I hope think. my man, like, know how to properly... I know how to discipline a child, but I would discipline a child in a way that's, like, really guiding, not scolding. Where it's, mm. like, if you do something wrong... I have a rough mouth, so you're going to get, like, mm-hmm. vim. But I ain't going to put my hands on you mm-hmm. unless you're trifling. But my kid's not going to be trifling. Because I, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I look at some kids and they're very disciplined without the lashing. Mm, that's true. And it's because the parents kind of, they know, don't do that. Just they don't. just instill the morals and values without exactly. like, the beating. And I'm not saying some kids need to get beat. Like, I'm not saying don't beat your mm. child. Well, no, I don't feel like kids need to get beat, to be honest. I feel like they develop a certain behavior pattern because in like a level of negligence and a level of like i'm too tired to explain this to you so i'm gonna just take out my anger on you or i just came home from work and i'm really tired and you are a child in your natural habitat hyper and all of that and i really don't have the energy so i might either lash out or just put you in the corner Mm. 
It's that, but I also feel like it's because of their parents. That their parents also didn't. It stems from like basically just slavery. Yeah. And like yeah. our ancestors, because that was the only way they had no it's very to true. do it. And then it's they pass true. it down type of thing. But, but I feel like you we are aware of this now where it's like mm-hmm. it's not it's not a necessary tool in a sense like okay now if your child has is five and they act in a fool and then you just realize hey this is not a necessary tool but they're acting a fool use the tool a little bit yeah. but when say you becoming a parent or something like look at more fundamental ways of scolding a child because i do think there's more fundamental ways of scolding a child yeah I just can't see myself hitting my child. Yeah. I don't think I could do it either. I really don't, but I, I just, I could understand because my job. Yeah. I understand those, I could understand those moments of like, you boil yeah. it and it's like, what do yeah. you do? Mommy, 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 mommy. Oh. Not even that. Just like they do something so fucked yeah. up and you just like, kids you don't say you. all that you could say. And they just look at you like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What do you do? But I still don't think I'm going to turn Mm-mm. to hating though. Because it's like, I don't know, to a level beating a dog for biting you when it's small. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they're playing, but that's the natural instinct. Mm-hmm. And you train them over time. But you yeah. can't just beat the dog because that's the first thing he he doesn't know. They don't yeah. know better. A lot. They don't, they don't know better. And when they do know better though, because sometimes they do. That's when you beat them. <laughs> Sorry. I'm talking about you. Just say you I am contradicting people. myself. You <laughs> beat them. I won't beat them. But now I still feel like you shouldn't beat them. Like there are ways. Nowadays, like like a lot of our students nowadays phone get taken away. Um, you know, like we gonna be like if we get children, inshallah. Um. Yeah, they're going to be the, the ones of technology. So it's like, you know what? It's, I see a girl ball tears from her guts. <laughs> yeah. You imagine. know what I'm crying? I'm coming from the guts. Because her phone gets taken away? Because her phone gets in school. Not at home. Like, we take her phone away in school. Yo, I might create like a punishment boot camp where there's no, <laughs> there's no electronics, no technology. Come. You do this, we going outside. And then they go have those wires, barbed wires that you got to call. <laughs> I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then it's like, that's, that's a good word though. Yeah, like, that's a fundamental punishment because now you want to act a fool, go be a fool out there no, in that hole. Yeah, and then you cannot get your phone until you pass that hole, relay whatever, <laughs> and then you you reflect and you tell me out loud. You stand on that little stoop I put for you and you tell me what you did wrong and how you are going to improve your actions. That's how I go to punish Ooh, That's a good one. Guys, though. take notes. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's many ways to do things. You don't have to resort to the easy. Because I'm not going to lie. Some kids that wasn't my kids, I would watch them and be like, yo, I just want. I feel like I might get um heat for saying this, but sometimes I just want to kick people's children. Like not in a mess up way. But they just, it's so trifling. It's like, mm, mm, take it easy. But yeah. <laughs> Come up here and say I do it already. <gasps> you kick somebody, child? No. She lied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. No. I have not. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> no. Nah, for real. I just, but I feel like that's a good one, though. How you would discipline that? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of you kicking somebody, child. <laughs> you about to 
balikkan tip Oh It's like Don't tell your mother Otherwise I'm going to kick you again But anyways Moving on Yeah girl <laughs> Because I actually Oh yeah well, You was going to mention um, With Tiger Because I, I was talking to you About the Black China Oh But she, this kind of Have to do with like um, Parenting Because I recently see Maybe it resurfaced Because of everything That's going on With Black China Yeah But I had this interview With Tiger On The Breakfast Club And he was saying, he was like, China is actually a really good person and she have a good heart. And this is probably like right after the whole, in the midst of the Kylie Jenner time. Because this, yeah. this is, I remember when Taika had looked at it like this. And I was like, I feel like I could always tell that. But he was like, he literally say, it's a lot of understanding that like some people ain't grow up with good. And I guess that's the same thing that Joko was trying to say. Mm-hmm. People didn't, some people really didn't grow up with like role models or anybody there for them to be able to tell them like, yeah, what to do. And he was, and he didn't directly say, Oh, yeah, her mother and father. But that was him trying to Implying say that, like, to a level that she didn't have those figures in her life, too. Yes. And I feel like her. we all, and then Charlie may make a joke, like, there's Tokyo. I feel like we all see Black China mother on the internet to know that that's, yeah, if that was my mother. Bye. And then yeah, and so I wanted to ask. I had I wanted to ask that like, because we like to say like yeah, we adults now, and at a certain point like you should be able to know what's right from wrong. You should be able to know what to do. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to ask you like, but at what point do we still factor in that like yeah, but who raised you and like how, like everything? Because really imagine having a mother like that. Like it's no wonder that. At what point though is still affecting you? Because I feel like it does. It does, but there's. I feel like there's two ways that it affects you. I feel like the one side of it is that you see what you don't want to become. So it's mm. like for her, maybe her mother kept showing her things, and she was like, "I am going to work so hard on not becoming this." Mm. But then there's the other side of, "I'm this because of her." Yeah, where it's like you can have a parent or parents. And they portray a certain image and it's is a negative one and it pours into you where it's like analogy time. You're a boat and your parents <laughs> is the water. And instead of swimming away, which is this is what I don't want to become, the water comes into your boat and mm. it becomes you where mm-hmm. it's like you just create this whole mini version of your parents. Mm. And I feel like as we grow and as technology grows, because now external influences are at an all-time high. You could yeah. you could go and read Michelle Obama's book. You could go and like find a mentor. So there you can are, listen to a podcast. <laughs> but like there are a lot of um outlets. It's just for people is to get out of that mindset of I can't do it. Like I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Like my trauma, my upbringing has made me who I am. No, at the end of the day, I realize I say this a lot, but yeah, at the end of the day, you are like the capacity of what you think mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, where it's like your mind is your capacity. If you set limits on that, yeah. your mind will prove to you that those limits are there. It's like, you ever saw that video where they drew a circle around the ant and the circle no. was just pen? So they, did a, they did a test 
And they did it recently with horses where they would pretend like they put in a harness on a horse and start walking and the horse would follow. I know exactly what you're trying to say, yeah. So it's like, even though there are barriers, there are speed bumps, there are traumas that you have to address, there are like an example that you had that you 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 have anger towards. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why does she have such great parents? And I had to grow up with that. And, yeah. you know, but that doesn't determine who you are. You determine who you are. And I feel like, Becoming an adult, I realize more and more who I am really is on me and nobody else. Not a situation, yeah. not a person. My parents have contributed so much. I appreciate y'all. They've contributed so much to like how I view love, mm-hmm. how I view just family and all that stuff. And all the things that have happened to me, I chose who I am. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I think it's just, I agree. I just think it's just for everybody is on their own pace. Exactly. We could have probably had a realization at 19, mm-hmm. but Black China having it at almost 40. Exactly. And that's the thing. I feel like everybody going to have that real- realization at some point. Some people might never have it. Yeah. Because you could be on your deathbed still stubborn as shit. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like a lot of people, like, just the pin drops, I just say. Yeah. But with, yeah. with Black China, I love this for her. Like I yeah. watched I watched the interview. She looks like her. Like, okay, she still has a level of um alterations, but mm-hmm. she looks she looks like she's one with herself. Like, she like fine who the, she yeah. Oh, the way she was speaking was like she was like, I found myself mm-hmm. in a sense. And it even goes to show, like, I feel like even the littlest thing of, like, even me calling myself Jojo Renee mm-hmm. or having a username is, yeah. like, you create this whole other image of yourself and you could start to lose yourself in mm-hmm. that moment. And I think for her, she started to lose herself, whereas, like, she became Black China. Yeah. But she's Angela White. Yeah, like, now she just really referred to herself more as Angela. If you know, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, girl. I watched the whole interview. Oh, I, I didn't noticed. watch the interview. Because the interview started with... um. Yeah, we have Black China today, yada, yada. And she was like, first of all, what do you want me to call you? I was like, oh. yeah. Put some respect on her name. Yes. Because who, you know who the interviewer was? Interviewer was. No, I just know it's Forbes. Like, oh, I well, Forbes. Well, that's still my girl was on shit. Forbes. And that was a good interview because she was very raw. Like, she spoke about her OnlyFans mm-hmm. and how she found, like, God. Mm-hmm. And she felt like, her biggest influence was like her pastor because she could lean on him. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't think she felt that much with her family. Mm-hmm. So with that, she was able to get closer to herself and realize like she even said going to the gym was a big thing for her because she noticed herself losing weight and she could see her fillers. She Aww. could see them getting bigger because she's getting smaller. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing for her where it was like, yo, this is not me. This is not the natural makeup of my body. And she was just like, it's time to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I love this for her. She looked so content. I wonder what was the pin, the thing for, because I... The lady I, asked her. The who? Like, the, the Forbes lady. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. But the interviewer. Asked her that. She asked her, like, what was the, the turning point for you? Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember to be honest but she really i don't go watch the interview mm-hmm. but i don't know because i keep up with the kardashians literally i watch this show 
And the last. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I don't want to say I don't yeah. know if I'm going to jump back in though. Because it's, it's a wrap now. Yeah. But the last season ended. Like the season finale ended with when they win the case against her. Oh. And I wonder like would this have happened if she had won the case? Because she lost the case. And I wonder how. And I'm trying to say like. I'm not, like, That's I hear, a valid. Like I wonder, wonder what I would have do for her if she had win the case where. I don't know if it was money she was trying to get. I think it was for a fortune of money. But I wonder. Yeah. At the same time I wonder if it was a blessing in disguise for her that she lost. I definitely think so. I honestly think so. But yeah, I do think so. Because one thing she was saying, the two things that she was saying was um, when she started to go to church and when she was in the gym, mm -hmm. that's the things that pushed her. She said there wasn't a specific moment for her that mm. it was like, okay, no, now I need to get my fillers dissolved yeah. and stuff. But I definitely think she would have been more comfortable if she won the case. Because this was a point of like, mm -hmm. they say some people, the pin drops when discomfort to do better yeah. is much more comfortable than the, situa the situation yeah. you're in. Like you are in such a deep shit, let me say, mm -hmm. that now it's easier to actually do more because of how you're feeling. Like you almost are rock bottom basically. And I feel like that way it was. I think so. I don't know. I do think so, but... I also well, I do know. genuinely feel like not everybody have to reach rock bottom to mm. have that pin drop in a sense of like, you know how they say people who know success also know like suffering or being homeless and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like for some people, it don't be reaching that far. It's just the success stories that have that like yeah. level of impact. Those are the ones that you kind of hear about. And I think for her, she still had a level of like stability and stuff. I just think just a lot of stuff was going on where she was like, I need to do something. I need to be me because I don't know who I am. I get you. I think a lot of the rock bottom ones is why it is end up being successful though. Yeah, for sure. But why is it for the people that don't hit rock bottom then? I feel like for them, it's just people who... Like, I don't know, had undying discipline and just found a purpose mm. to a level like they had the luck of their rock bottom was having to eat cheese and crackers, but not fully ending up on the road. Like, I feel like a lot of people in NL could become successful without hitting. I gonna become successful mm -hmm. without hitting full rock bottom. Okay. I've had points where I was like, yeah, but I have pushed myself to hit points that feel like rock bottom like taking a cold shower <laughs> that shit feels like rock bottom. i think that? funny enough i think this kind of what j cole was also talking about his video we talked about pure interviews today but because he was trying to say that like he compared himself to like a stephen curry i don't know if people know steph curry baller yeah for sure his father was also an mba so yeah. it was never unrealistic for him to become uh, in the NBA. Yeah, makes sense. And he never had a rock bottom. Yeah. If your father was in the NBA, like he grew up on money. Exactly. He grew up being able to go to the basketball camp, see NBA games, see what it takes to beat us. It's like, it was never, he never hit rock bottom, but he also just, it was never unrealistic to him. Exactly. Like becoming an NBA for us, like a lot of us on St. Martin is like, it's a dream. Yeah, like, but you don't feel like there's. It feels like an unrealistic dream. And Jacob was trying to say that yeah, for himself. True. Like he was like, even because everybody, I don't know, people know that he also loved basketball. Mm -hmm. 
But he was like, even uh, becoming a rapper, at the same time, he didn't think it was unrealistic because from small, he just had it and people used to be like, you yeah. have it. But he was like, to become a basketball player, it always used to basketball player. Sometimes I'll back myself and be like, did I say the word? Because I had that with like... <laughs> I had that with morals and values last week. You just killed me. (laughs) Basketball player. But yeah, yeah, like it was very unrealistic to him. And he did have moments of rock bottom. And I wonder, you know. For me, I feel like, I sorry, but I just throw out that whole word of unrealistic. For me, I just delusional in how I move. He said, ah, girl, I really think you should watch that interview. He was like, but to him is a level of delusion. You and have to, to be like have. you have to be delusion. And the, the interviewer to. wasn't getting it because he did he associate delusion with a negative thing. And I was Jacob was, was like, just no. Jacob was like, no, there's a level of delusion in the sense of like you have to believe that that is for you and that's where you're going and that's where you're going to be meant to be, and that that's just just that's you're going to get there. But it's sometimes because you feel like you've never seen it, and he compared it, that's what he used the Stephen Curry thing to compare. Yeah. He was like it was not delusional for Stephen Curry because he has a father that did it. But me, from North... I forget where he's from. Fayetteville, North yeah. Carolina. It was delusion in a sense because nobody around exactly. me. But I know that I go and get there. Yeah, I feel like delusion, guys. I genuinely feel like delusion is necessary when it's healthy. Mm. I feel like right now I have healthy delusion where it's like... I see myself in so many high places. Yeah. But I see it with conviction. I believe that I have the ability to get there. I don't have the tools right now, but that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I'm going to find them because now I know where I want to be. Yeah. So I feel like delusion, yo, I'm here for delusion. If I want to be, don't be delusional and be like, this man loves me and he's going to have my kids. <laughs> But I don't be delusional and buy like a hundred lottery tickets and be like one of these is going to make me win. You know what I mean? Be delusion in a sense that the work you put in could achieve that level of delusion where it's like yeah. I'm delusional in a sense of I have big goals for myself. But I know it is humanly possible for me to put in that work to achieve those goals because I'm gonna make it happen mm-hmm. regardless of any obstacle. Because at the end of the day, if they don't become come into fruition. They just wasn't for me. Yeah. And it's like, if you running after the bus, but you missed the bus, that wasn't your bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. So uh, Yeah, no. I feel like I did sidetrack us again. I know, because I was just about to say, what were we talking about before this? <laughs> no, but we were talking about, no, no, we were talking about delusion and stuff. But we was also just bringing back to Black China. Yeah. Because we just like, get, we get laughing on the pole. Well, for me, I just, I love this for her. And, I don't know. I feel like the whole plastic surgery culture oh. is a deep one. It's definitely a deep topic because at the end of the day, do what you want to do with your body. However, do what you need to do with your insides. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I do understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I want to say I do understand because I want to resonate with people. But I, I do understand it. Starting the podcast, mm-hmm. looking back at myself, and guys, so I had an accident when I was younger, right? And um, my tooth came out and it went through my lip. Don't yeah, ask yeah, me. Yeah. I was a really stupid child. <laughs> so, like, I have... You don't see it, but I see it. Like, one side of my lip is a little bit bigger. She said this I was like, I what are you know. talking about? Like, but you so you are your biggest critic. 
So that's where I do get it. But I had to learn to love these. Ariana, what are you talking about? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's there. But I don't um, know. I feel like the most, like most people who I encounter who have these surgeries, they always finding something else to fix. But yo. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You are made in God's image. That is who you are. Like, if you could become healthier, fix it. If you could go to the gym, fix it. But don't go to Dr. Miami and tell him to move the fat from your, your belly to your shoulders that end up on your hips. But I feel like it depends. It. I agree now. I think um, I just like to be devil's advocate. Like, in Talk the sense shit. of, like, we still grew up, because I had this conversation with my friend again, mm-hmm. that um, <laughs> we still grew up in a society where it's, like, you feel as a woman that you have to meet the standard. And I think a lot of, especially in America, though, because I feel like a lot of these things is, like, American issues. Yeah. That. Mm, I feel like BBLs have become a world issue. It oh, is American based. No, it start. I feel like. Even those jobs. No, it's not just an American issue, right? Because they have a lot of Turkey. They have a lot of <laughs> they have a lot of other cultures where it's like you could just do over your whole face. I think in Korea they know that you could just do Girl, over your whole face. In Asia, they take out the bones in the jawline so that they have a pizza wild face. And it goes back to what you say where it's like meeting a standard, and that's wild. Because there are a bunch of standards mm-hmm. in Asia. If you got big lips, they don't find that attractive. No. In like the Caribbean, big body gal, roly poly, <laughs> fat poom poom. <laughs> but like in the States, they don't want no fat poom poom. They get in labioplasticity or whatever you call that, where they, they, they chop off. Oh, their yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> so it's like uh. you trying to fit into standards that will continue to change. You need to set a standard. For yourself, but I know it's it's difficult because for me, it's hard when you don't have a. It's just hard when you want to fit in, kind of thing, and yeah. you don't have this conscious of just this voice in your head telling you like, "Nah, you enough." But it is true because I wore flare pants once, and everybody was wearing cargo pants, and I was like, "I want to change my That's pants." Fucking fucking <laughs> voice in your head again. I was like, "Yo, I want to change my pants," and oh what's happening God. now is like, I feel like some people say, "Oh." We do this for like, like for men. Mm. I feel like women doing it because they're just in competition with each other. I, it's for both. At the same time, I think it's because when I was having this conversation with my friend, he was like, but men really don't really be fishing for women that do their bodies like But that. you liking up all the pictures. I think it's an aesthetic thing. I think it's a how I should look on the gram and stuff. Mm. But... I ask these women, like, I would really want to have a conversation with a person that did their body. Like, how old are they eating world and how men? Like, because I don't know anybody really. Who have a be- I know people who did their, like, face and stuff. But I n- I've never met somebody who had a BBL. Unless I don't know. No. No. I, I know of one now in <gasps> St. Martin. I know. I actually know somebody. No, I feel like a BBL. Because we had this conversation, Judy. Like, doing your boobs is way different than, like, changing your whole body. 100%. No, but I know somebody who had a... A BBL? Yeah. Oh. But I don't know know them. Like, I don't want to be all up. I can ask them. But doing your For research purposes, I'm going to ask the question. (laughs) But we might have another guest and she's going to have big hoops. But um, the boobs. Oh, you know somebody up here? No, she in the Caribbean. Oh. But the boobs thing is different, I feel. Uh, Like, my sister, I don't know if you don't mind me airing your business, (laughs) 
but she got a breast reduction. No. I, go, I go call her before we, we take this. Do I need to edit this out? But no, she got a breast reduction. And it's like, she did that because for one, your back is in pain. Yo. Like I'm a part of the itty bitty titty committee. So I may not understand, but I do not. get it where it's like, there's levels to it. I feel with a breast reduction, you're not trying to fit into a beauty standard. You're trying to... It's the, con- the thing of actually just like living life, getting easy. Like it's it becoming easier it's for you. It's more so. comfortable. It's not even just comfortable. It's really just because I am part of the big titty community. Yeah. So but like... You could b- get bathing suits easier, bras easier. Clothes, but yeah. just like, as you say, like health, like your back, like the amount of weight it is to carry. I would... I want to drop it on a scale. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you I weigh? feel like each boo is probably a good two three kilos yeah and it's just a lot and for me and like i love clothes i just really just have to pass certain outfits because i know that just not going to work and yeah. are you going to just be seeing my nipple everywhere and those kind of things it's like always having to be aware of those things going out and like not being able to find right bras not being able That's like true. it's really a thing of just it being easier but i don't see necessarily how bbl helps you. i don't and i heard they stink what do you mean sorry <laughs> i don't know there was this whole thing going around that like people who just get bbl like the something what yeah, the side note we can move on like people when they get a bbl this thing yeah what is my like blood i don't know probably like fat that's been uh... migrated i don't know i don't know i honestly i i don't have fat check for this <laughs> it was just a conversation that was going around on tiktok i'm not oh, guys, i was like is this tiktok i downloaded twitter and i never been on it since <laughs> so i can't refer to twitter for stuff but yeah but other than that i just find it has a lot to do with your mental i can't come for people mm-hmm. who do surgeries because there's a lot of background to it where it's like some people grow up not feeling accepted mm-hmm. so they feel like they have to fit into these molds literally to kind of achieve that acceptance and maybe they look for it from a man because they didn't get it from their father and stuff like that and it's like i completely get that but it reaches to a point where it's like you will continue to put pins and needles in something that that Mm. doesn't need it you you need to work on loving yourself because girl big forehead you know Mm -hmm. like i always used to be quite um insecure about my height because saber people are not so height inclined <laughs> so i always felt like i didn't fit in yeah i even I, looked online you know, I definitely have that yeah, yeah i even looked online like how to get shorter i was gonna ask you at what point do you feel like you had actually feel secure with yourself or you feel like you're still working on it i feel like now i'm secure i feel like that point came last year <laughs> like <laughs> i don't feel like i was as secure because they had a, I remember the point where I was like, a girl come up to me and she was like, yo, you tall. I was like, yo, you short. <laughs> I know a friend who was with me at this time. If you're watching this, I know you remember that moment. Because she's also a tall friend. She was like, wow, I've never seen somebody retaliate like that. And it's like, because I was like, so what? Yeah. Where it's like, I am tall mm-hmm. and I own it because it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just my main insecurity came, was around men. I didn't mm. care that I was taller than girls. I cared that I wanted my man to be six. You yeah. know? <laughs> so. You know, I kind of changed my opinion and I want a whole lot of conversation. Yeah? Like, I think I would do shorter, but not like yeah. five, five. 
Anyway, sorry, because I check you. But like, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. For me, I don't know. I feel like there's two things. I feel like when I actually saw myself as beautiful was different too. Like when I accept my body, because I, I feel like growing up. Growing up and like just being a dark skinned black girl, I used to literally have days because I grew up praying. That I pray to God for lighter skin and like curlier hair. Like I like sit in my bed and like cry to God, like why Aww. you can't just give me long curly hair and lighter skin and them ones. Yeah. So there was growing up in that and seeing that like, and I don't know if that was necessarily men. It was a lot. Sometimes it was boys that literally just tell me like. You too black or something. Nah, like but that. I feel like with that, it's different ways that like you didn't see yourself in on TV like that. It's, or that's, in that's, that's a whole deeper conversation for yeah. another time that like, we could talk about. But like, so there was that. Like, I don't feel like I had meet the beauty standard at all. Yeah. So it's like you could work. You could, everybody have the insecurities, no matter like what shade you be. But it's when the world also telling you that like what you is is not beautiful. They reinforcing your insecurities. Exactly. That's true. If I had that, I feel like I get over that. <laughs> Probably maybe like only like 2018, which is not that long ago. Mm-mm. And then like my body, I would say <laughs> like last month. <laughs> but not. I'm not laughing, but I get you. No, in a sense, like I always know. Like okay, I'm just once again hit my own heart. I know that when God was making Coca Cola shape. He add my name into the conversation, mm-hmm. right? But I was always like, as as I get older, I just you know, food became like a way of coping. So I just you eat no, you live to eat. You don't eat to live. No, I still do, but in moderation. Yeah, you know. But it it was at the point where it was very unhealthy. Yeah. But as I talk about this before, like I become very much aware of that and on my journey. I feel like now I just in a, I feel like my body is just like a a temple. Not only. That is like the perfect <laughs> talk your shit. <laughs> I Sorry, I just like laughing at myself. I feel like it's the perfect like masterpiece of like just being. Is about the same time it's like the perfect mix of like fat and like. Yeah, I get you. You're proportioned. Proportioned, but it's just like this masterpiece that I've grown to fall in love with. Like, exactly. I look at myself and I look at my body and I'm like, damn. Like, Pint. I love you and you, my bitch. Okay, good. Like, but that was maybe like this year. That's why I, I said last month, that's overdue. Like, overdue. Yeah. But it's probably nah, this I had year. that too. And the wild thing is, people don't expect skinny people to have it. I'm not calling myself skinny, I'm slim, no, whatever. But no, I get you. I had that girl, I was a lollipop when I was young because head, big, body, skinny. So for me, that was a big thing. And one, you know, I could eat. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I could eat. But it's like my metabolism wild. So I had reached to a level where I was like not my ideal or my dream body. Mm-hmm. But I was really close. And then I had get dengue fever. You, you know catch dengue? dengue. Yeah. But... In Malaysia. Oh. In a whole foreign country. Hell. I had to drink papaya leaves and it tasted like poison. And I was in darkness for 10 days and I did not eat for 10 wow. days. But I was throwing up. Imagine that you're not eating, but you're throwing up. So, so my like, what stomach the fuck shrunk. You're up? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was bad. And then, guess af- what you get from a mosquito? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And after that, like, it was so hard to get back to where I wanted to be because my appetite wasn't there. And 
the level of insecurities I developed from that mm-hmm. was just intense. And I think I still have a level of like, I'm not where I want to be, but I still, I love, yeah. I love my body. Like Me that's too. what I feel when it comes to um, insecurities. I think we will always have insecurities. Mm-hmm. We could always be like, yo, this could have been a little bit more to the left or this could have been a little bit more to the right. But it's like, you learn to love them. And that's where these girls who get in surgery, even BBLs, you haven't even fully grown into a woman. You have girls getting it at 19. And they have no problem with it. You get in it at 19. You haven't had kids. You don't know what's going to happen to your body after that. You have not fully dropped. As mm, in like, I, I ain't gonna lie, I had hips from small. But like some women, their hips come in later on. I really feel like your body really gets how it is like, I really feel like like twenty five. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. like I don't know. And you here forcing it to ship shape and. So I just want to. See. I really, you know, what I want to see really like when they turn fifty. Like I pray to God I still alive and they still alive to make it. Kylie Jenner. Wait, side note. I just said ship shape, but I meant ship shift. Ship shape, ship shape. <laughs> no, you I see, see what I mean. Wow. Nah, but yeah. Wait, what you say about? I Kylie really Jenner? want to see Kylie Jenner at fifty. I don't. No, she can stay over there. But I know what you mean. No, like I just want to see the actual effects of what happens when you do. But then again, she's gonna have so much money that, like, I don't know Thank how that gonna look. But that's what has bun me. These girls out here getting something they probably can't maintain to the level at which they want to maintain it. You don't know if you're going to yeah. get a guap in the future when your boobs sagging and it's like you got a whole bunch of silicone inside and now you can't really fix it because you just did something on a whim. But yep. even look at how they, the Kardashians dissolve their BBLs. Mm-hmm. And now everybody wants to dissolve it, but that's... <sighs> but a lot, a lot of people's theory is that like, BBLs are a lot of things with rich people is that they do it because the general population can't afford it. And now BBLs and doing surgeries is like this thing of like going to Walmart. Yeah. And so that's why celebrities turn it back from doing it. But I just feel like we need to like the standards are just we need to get thrown out of the window, to be honest. And even when you say the word like skinny just now, I feel like I was having this conversation with a person a long time ago and I called myself fat. And it was like, don't do that to yourself. And I was like, that's you telling me yeah, that fat I is a problem. I also don't issue. like that. Exactly. Like, I didn't have a problem. I also, I really, it's like skinny. People see skinny most positive than fat. But it's like, it's just at the same adjective. time, people is, you no, but sometimes people are still use skinny to like, like shame to shame people yeah. and it's like just understanding that that's just your body type. You could be more fat. You could be yeah. more skinny. You could be more average, whatever. But normalize all of them. I think the tone that you um, carry it in is what determines if it's shaming or not. Where it's like Definitely. the girl who's like, you're so tall, bitch. That was that. a tone of like, you're abnormal. Or when men be like, they look at, they see you for the first time and say, like, oh, you tall. Like they're saying it in a way mm. of like, I'm kind of insecure about this. Yeah, I actually luckily haven't had that to that level where it's like, they actually liked it. Like I had they that said too. It, yeah, they yeah. said it in a sense of like, oh, you tall. Like they yeah. didn't expect that. Thank you guys for that. Like I'm for sure. I've had that, but I've had I've had when they like, oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Like for them is a you know but you know what's wild? A lot of short men love like a bit of me. Like what? <laughs> I feel like they just have to like, I don't know, substitute. But this goes back to like my favorite 
podcast. They were just talking about it because they had Coco Jones on it. And it's like, really think about it. Like, Hyde cannot Hyde cannot be well going to make me like know if this person for me. Of course not. I feel like height is a small factor for me. It's just it's a thing of the to the eyes that is like it's still a visual thing that adds to the attraction. <sighs> I like I to you. feel small. It's really that, and it's like <laughs> it doesn't come from. I will. I'm okay being taller too. No, I'm not just gonna say that because of fucking podcast. Don't don't no, jump on my no <laughs> buns that make me feel small all day. Cause it's just a matter of I had an ex who was shorter than me and I kept contortioning my body in ways. Oh. <laughs> but you don't like, feel like that's you then? Of course it was me, but it's like if I click with somebody and they happen to be taller. That's great. If I have a wild chemistry with somebody and they are shorter, mm-hmm. which I haven't experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, but... I'll get them some platforms. But no, I have. I have. Yeah. The person that she told that was a vibe for my path. Well, yeah. We could get them some nice little... Yeah, I don't buffaloes. know. I haven't really done it yet. But I'll come back and, you know. But yeah, I don't need to do it. I There's know. a lot of fish in the sea. <laughs> And I want nah. my shark. No, but going back, I remember what we were saying. Definitely, people just use these words to shame people by trying to yeah. say, like, we need to come to a point where it's like describing a person's body type and saying, oh, like, yeah, I'm skinny or like I'm fat. It's not like attached to negative or positive. It's just, no. that's kind of what it is. It's like colors. Like, you don't look at a chair and be like, oh, it's brown. Be like, oh, that's bad. Like, yeah. no, that's just the color. It really is. Just like a body type. And I feel like that's kind of the problem with a lot of things, to be honest. And we see like this certain... There's way. an opinion carried with what they're saying. Yeah. Like, it's always a comparison. Like they just comparing, comparing, comparing. And I just think it needs to be at a point where it's like, you look the way you look, Pint. There's no added like demeanor in how I say it. There's nothing mm-hmm. that's just negative. You just, you are beautiful. Yeah. And that's it. I don't so, know if we can ever get there. No. And I think social media is just making it worse. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, the main... Yeah. Oh, that was my question. Well, if you... Let me see how I can wear this. Hold on. Take your time. Okay. If there... I have a red pill and a blue pill. The red pill, right, is how we are now in a world of, like, connectivity, social media, technology... The blue pill is there's still a level of technology. So like mm-hmm. airplanes and the uh, things that make stuff efficient. But there's no social media. Mm. None. Are you taking the red or are you taking the blue? Ooh, I feel like that's just, we, we privileged so we live in the time when it was blue though. So it's basically. Really, I feel like oh, me, I was on the, the, what you call it? The cusp of mm. social media. We had high five and shit. I did, but I mean, like, why is now it's still very different though? Hundred five. Because what are you trying to percent. say? Like, well, I want to know the details of this blue pill. Like, we There's still just no social. We media. still have like face nothing. No, no you email. You could and email. You FaceTime, but there's no. You could FaceTime. You could call. But you can't keep up to everybody day to day. No. Yeah. You can't post status on your WhatsApp. You could post a display picture, but there's no stories. There's no. Mm. there's no looking at other people's lives you feel like okay but think on high five days 
you don't feel like that was a, the, the healthy level of social media yes and MSN. so is that in the blue pill the, the knock knock on the msn screen oh my god and the nudge or oh, the kiss and the lady that used to laugh <laughs> yo she was creepy yeah. she was creepy yeah but um that's no the but thing. i want to know like the level of technology is it like high five or not yeah. even well the music in the background I find it hard because at this point, like, you know, we're trying to go places. So it's like, how am I going to get there without social media? Spotify? No, but just, I feel like at the same time, we underestimate. I know you know, but a lot of people like forget like social media makes money now. That's true. So it's like, I find it hard because it's like, is that an orange pill? Like, I want to know, like, for me, am I, I going to get where I want to go without social media at this point? You would have to find ways. Like, well, I don't know your answer, but I know my answer. You feel like I know you're gonna say blue pill. Blue pill, hundred times two. Yeah, um, hmm. Blue, blue. I'm blue and dabadi dabadi. Like, okay, maybe I need to really find the parameters around the blue pill. That's what really, I mean. I just like, pull I this out of my ass, know. guys. Like, with the blue pill, is really a matter of you are able to be connected. You have music because one thing I cannot live without is music. You have Spotify, you have even YouTube where it's more informative, but you don't have it that you have vlogs mm-hmm. where you see in people's lives and stuff. You just know YouTube pe- back in the day. Yeah, really. So we could still have our podcast and it is a level of like, we just sitting down and talking. It's not me in the club. Or you know how they say when you when your boyfriend's mad at you or something and then she's filming the screen where's mm-hmm. a club but she's not really in the club yeah yeah it's like you don't have those things where you just post in day to day i have a sandwich i'm eating it y'all don't see that maybe i'll send you a picture yeah. you could send pictures to your like friends or stuff i get you i feel like with these questions i could never pick one because i need to know exactly i need to like i need to like make my pill <laughs> I need a level of blue pill like I actually need a level of blue pill mm-hmm. but a little bit of the red pill in the sense of like before social media really blew up like when IG just started yeah. when Facebook just started before I feel it became like toxic that sweet spot yeah I feel like if if that if it, if I could get that I'd choose that but, but I rather anything else other than what it is today yeah but to a level like that's having your cake and eating it I want that okay <laughs> but you can't have the cake and you can't eat it too. But I bake it myself. So. Yeah, but if you eat it, you won't have it anymore. So she gone. But no, I get you. It's just I feel like oh my God. regardless if you have that sweet spot, it will always evolve because people always want more. I know, exactly. So it's like, what would I choose? Okay, this must sound really, really wild. But I think if I choose the life where it's like, I okay with just going to work, having a family, blah, 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 I choose a blue pill. But if I want to be... be um, I this is just how it is in my head. Like yeah, where shit, I really shit, want to shit. go, it would have to be that I still choose the red pill. I get you. For me, it's a blue pill mainly because I know I can still have the life I want, just not to the level maybe, or not many people will see it, but I will make it happen. But also, I just want to travel. My my entertainment mm. is seeing monuments or seeing even the pitons when you went in St. Lucia mm-hmm. I just stood there and I watched and I was like this is so freaking beautiful but just also the connectivity with people but you feel like you could, the level that you could connect with people now though is like that's definitely nah, like the benefit of the red pill 
but as connecting with a quantity of people i feel like the quality of level you could connect with people now is different but that depends on the person because i'm not a person that's going to connect with less quality people of course not but you connected with more quantity of people so your energy doesn't go into the quality connections you mm-hmm. have as much because now you have more of an outlet to find different people which mm-hmm. is not bad look the blue pill is just <laughs> uh, you know it is i take it back i don't want to talk about this <laughs> no i get you though and it's good to kind of think of these things because you can find a middle ground in the current whereas like for me i think me taking social media detoxes i think with the podcast i'm not going to do that that much because mm-hmm. you know you want to stay connected i'd be wanting to though but starting to take social media detoxes i realized the importance of being present in terms of even like going for walks and stuff and just you know, I journal stuff like that means it just means a lot to me. Where mm-hmm. it's like it means more than somebody liking my picture or something like that. Same. I just think you could do that and have the red pill. Because I feel like that way I say it depends on the person. Because I know if I choose the red pill, I'm going to still do it to a level that's healthy. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I feel like if you're talking about the very gull- gullible like, generation are growing up now. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because I no. see it every day that they just glue to their phone. For are you listening? Let us know. Would you take the red pill or the blue pill? Yeah. We're going to tweak the pill parameters because this was really a pull out of my ass question. But it's a good question, though. Yeah, it is. For me, honestly, utopia would be just being on an island with a bunch of lit people and enjoying life until I die. Yo, Joker J. Cole, this interview... <laughs> Was, that's why was everybody should go watch this interview. <laughs> he was like, you know what? He jealous. He envy. Mm. And I know me and you very much on the same page with this. Like, we very much like, I want to go there. Like, yeah. And it's like, he very much that person too. Like, he always wants to top. Yeah. He's striving for a bunch of things. Striving so. for his, like, just, but even whatever he do, like, he wants to, to be the best. Yeah. And like, even when he get there, he want, okay, what's next? Like, pushing, 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 pushing. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he envied the people that don't have that. Because we like to sit here and be like... I understand. And I think that's what I was trying to say with the two woke thing. In a sense of like... I Like there's some people that just... And it's not necessarily ignorance. But there's some people that really just... No, it is, but it's healthy. Yeah, but it's some people that are really okay. Like they're going to be okay for the rest of their life. Just clocking into work, going to work. Coming home, spending time with their family. Even if they live alone. Just They're going to be genuinely content with that. And I don't and I know it. if I, I don't know if I going, because I was really asking, I was asking myself this question, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe you can answer it too. Okay. I at a place now where it's like, I don't know if like marriage and kids is for me. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because like, I scared, I scared of it in the sense of like, I feel like I'm going to be, da- I'm going to become that. Like, I'm going to become the very... Oh, like, yeah. Like TV family where you just, you do the routine every single yeah, day. Yeah, it's the routine thing that scares me. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like we grew up with this conditioning of, like, that's kind of... Definitely, like, when I was 19, 18, 20, I feel like that was... I feel like we, as women, we've been taught to, like, that's when you accomplish it all. Yeah. Wait, when well, you, like when you get when you the get family, family, you get the mom, yeah. you get the kids, or oh, you accomplish it, bitch. Like, yeah. but now we in this new phase where it's like, no, but you could be a whole girl boss. 
and still do that mm-hmm. for a level to a level but i just kind of like i don't know how i see that for myself because i don't i don't i i scared that like if i get there or if i get it i might become bored i don't know if that's sound well to say bye i don't know i kind of try to look at like my parents perspective because mm-hmm. they travel in the world like i won't be like them when i grow up to be honest and they're happily in love but that's now i older right yeah but they always done that way the kids do okay so where i stand let me talk from like really my point of view mm-hmm. i was doubting about getting kids mm-hmm. but that's because i genuinely feel like there's going to be a shift where there's going to continue to have an aging population mm-hmm. because people are becoming more selfish not in a way that's bad it's just I am working on, you know, stability, all of that fun stuff. But what's more selfish? Not having Well, you don't want to worry about another person because you worried about, say, your business or... Okay, but that's where we can get deep because I feel like having a kid is also selfish, but that's a whole lot of conversation. Oh, yeah, that is a whole lot of conversation, though, because that's selfish to a level of the kid now reinforces something that you want reinforced rather than you just Mm -hmm. having a kid. But for me, I feel like where I'm at now... In terms of having a family, that is definitely something I aspire to have. I don't know how. Maybe it might be a dog and a man. Maybe it might be a kid, a dog, and a man. I think I'd rather the dog. Maybe it might be two dogs, a man, and a kid. <laughs> we don't know. But I <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like right now where I'm at is like before I feel like we used to rush it. Whereas like when you're 25, you need to have a family you need to have a kid you need to settle down you even have the aunties at the reunion wherever the cookout asking you like oh where's 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 your husband mm-hmm. where's the ring where's mm-hmm. the child and now we reach a generation of like we not focused on that we focused on i feel like me and you though yeah i need to stop talking like as if the general world is like this when i speak i really come from my mm-hmm. perspective and I, I'm not going to lie. Remember when I told y'all, like, I really don't enter certain conversations because I'm at peace. I don't enter those conversations. So Which I kind of... Like the kids thing? No, the thing where I don't see the world as much through a more general view because I choose what I want to see. And mm-hmm. that's something I'm working on for myself where mm-hmm. it's like, I am objective, but to a point where it's like, if people having certain conversations that I don't care for, like, mm. oh, I want kids now, or I want to get married now, I, I leave the chat. I clock out. So. Yeah, so I don't see the the magnitude of the current situation. Mm-hmm. And I notice that with myself, even in terms of building a business. I'm, I I'm find very... that more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's talk about that. How do you feel? <laughs> No, but it's true. But the fact that I have so many people around me who on that, yeah. in my head, yo, a lot of people out here doing anything, but it's really not a case. I mean, could, I think maybe your circle. No, not the case to the magnitude I think it is. Yeah. Whereas I see the world through those eyes. So that's something I'm working on. But back to like, just people thinking they need to have it, have a family and stuff at this age. Like, I think growing up and realizing that is like, okay, this is something I aspire for, but do I aspire for it because I want it? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Or because it's a social construct of you need to have a family. If you're single, they're going to watch you like, hmm, maybe she's not good or you know something's wrong with her. Yeah, but even what you say, like I think if I, 
I'm going to be very honest with you. I think if I have to choose, <laughs> I think I would rather just me and my man, like, living it up. <laughs> yes, like, I really would. Like, and no children. Like, if I have to choose. But I know that from smaller, I always wanted one. I don't know if that's a conditioning. I don't know if that's sometimes my ovaries. Like, one of my colleagues come to work two weeks ago, I tell you, I think. It's, yeah. She come to work with her baby. And, yeah, you oh, told me. my God, my ovaries. Like, yeah. And then I was having this conversation with my colleagues last week. Because me and my other colleague was like, yeah, I don't know, guys. And then she, the other one who have a kid, she was like, she was like that her whole life until she get like 32, 33. Mm-hmm. And her, her husband was like, and now? Like, what do we yeah. do now? That's why I feel like I gonna, like, I utopia you know i always come with the utopias a utopia for me is like finding someone and we have the best like experiences Mm -hmm. we cultivate an amazing life business-wise personally all of that fun stuff and we build a family eventually because i do guys for me i just really think i'll be a lovely mom We'll Mm -hmm. be dancing i'm a piano and shit together (laughs) in like the nursery yeah but also just but you don't think that's once again you wanting to live up this live out this thing in you? No, for me it's more catered to my purpose where I feel like a level of my purpose is impacting people and trying to But why have to be your seed? I don't know, because I feel like that's something I have control over. Where it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to have control over the child, but it's like if I could create something with somebody and we could say like this is a product of us and it is a reflection of who I am, who he is, and I could be proud of it. That would be nice. I don't know if that's selfish. I never really it spoke is, but on. at the same time, like I come to realize, like I agree. I come to realize like if I reach that place, it was just a selfish decision and I kind of don't care at that point anymore. But do you feel it's selfish because a child doesn't have a choice? I feel like it's selfish in the sense of like not really selfish. I feel like this one. I was talking to my colleague about the same conversation. I feel like in a level, some things are selfish with having a kid, but sometimes some of it is kind of like ego and pride. But for I don't me, think you're trying to say it that way because a lot of nah. people are still like, I just want it to be my gen, like my commas and like my sperm, no. my egg. But that way I'm trying to say like, would you be able to do that with like an adopted kid? Of course. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I do want to go through... The process of having a child. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful process. Even I would have like those home births where you do it in the water. Mm-hmm. But that's just me looking from the outside in. But I could be wrong, but I don't see it from a selfish perspective. Because just as like, I feel like when I speak to people or when I try to put people on, it's not to stroke my ego. It's more of a matter of I could contribute to the world and to you in a specific way. Where it's like, you have a level of skill or talent that you may not see and I could motivate you to do that. And then you could actually impact a group of people. And it's like with a child, I don't know. I just feel like I could have a child, like say is a boy. I would try to raise him in a way that's like, he is, I don't know, a tool, not a tool, but mm-hmm. how do you call it? I always say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a what do you call her? Something of God, like where you're a... Uh, no. Mm. Anyways. Uh, I, don't, uh, uh, oh, I get what you mean. Like you carry out a specific purpose. And I feel like if I could like cultivate that in my child where it's like I have a 
like everybody impacts the world in the way they can. And for me, it's like I would just try to rear my child to do it in a way that's as positive as possible mm-hmm. just because it contributes to a level of like positivity. I get you. Well, this is me being that was advocate. But don't you think that's still kind of linked to like not a bad level of ego and pride, but just still ego and pride in the sense of like, because you could do that way like, I know you're so much children, but you could do that with like uh, a, oh, fa- of a friend. But a that's friend what I do now. Kids. But I feel like we all, because I have, I, I, get, I get what you mean because I still feel that way too now. Yeah. But I think it's like, because we still want it to be ours. No, but I feel like that's people who want it to be theirs. Like really people who are like, nah, it needs to be my, it needs to be my genes. It needs to be my genetics. And for me, it's like, but it's what you—it's the same thing. Yeah, because it's but, like you saying that, like you and your husband created this. Yeah, not but, necessarily that you push it out, but I was like, this is your product, mm-hmm. and they're going to further cultivate and do. Yeah, what you because it's something that I am able to produce. It's not a matter of it needs to be something that comes from me. It's just I have the means of producing it, and I would like to experience that. It's not a matter of in. It needs to be something that is like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and it needs to be from me. It's more so this is an experience that I'm able to experience as an adult. And I would like to do that, especially when I get older. I would love to be an old ass woman talking shit and then my kids come and visit me Mm -hmm. or, you know, stuff like that where it's like I build a family. There's more that. And yes, you could adopt 100 percent. It's mm-hmm. just I'm capable of going through that experience, which I do genuinely feel is a beautiful experience. You are a whole other person is forming inside of you. And as much as like it could go to ego and whatnot, maybe I could do some reflection where I really think about it. But genuinely, I just. No, I don't feel like, that. what I say like I don't want people to think that with this conversation it's like you have too much ego, you have too much pride. I no. think like to the core, like if you think like what ego and pride is. I feel like that's where it stems from. But it's like, that's why I tell you that like, I feel like I, I on the same page with you. Like everything you're saying is where I be. But I come to realize that like, if I do choose to have one, because I also feel like, what, who would not want a mini Haiti? You know what I mean? Like in the sense of not necessarily, because in what you're saying, it's like, I just think about it in the sense of like, I want, I would love to have a little mini me or mini him or whatever together. But you see it as a mini you because I just see it as another human. I think no. when you see it as a mini you, it's more to like... Yeah, but I mean more so like even if it's not my own or if I adopt, but it's just like, yeah. That one is why it means like it's kind of linked to like ego and pride. But in I, a sense of like to see them also further carry out another purpose or whatever and know that like mm-hmm. that came from what we raised and like... Mm-hmm built together and see them like i don't know yeah not only blossom but like further contribute to the world in a way yeah in whatever way they want to but just like to continue do that and that's why i say for me i know sometimes it's still link to like a little ego and pride of like yeah the the whole i say the whole meaning me but in the sense of like but how is that different than what you were saying i guess it just comes from where your intention lies I feel like, yeah, you could... You want more of the... Pro- do you you more want the... Pro- yeah, I want to experience, like... But that's what I mean, like, that's still selfish. Because you want to experience it, you bring in a life into the world. But it's not... It's yeah, not 100%, bad. Like, it's but, not bad, though. Yeah, but I feel like if you just put um, 
like saying that now okay if you have a child you selfish is more like no i know what's saying that oh like okay, I, so that well. way i say like there's being a selfish person and there's like acts and doing things that kind of link to it but it's not like a necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. like for example i could set a boundary with a person that might come across selfish but i need to do that for myself and it's perfectly fine that you're doing that for yourself that's why i say like i agree with you like i want a child for all those same reasons but, but i, I like- know that at the end of the day all those reasons is linked to things that i want to feel and do not necessarily like and I feel like anything that we do that we want to do is like necessarily selfish, but it's not. Once again, that goes to being like selfish could not always be a negative thing. It could just be something that you want to do for yourself. But is that a negative thing? No. Yeah. But the selfish is self. I feel like going into a family, I don't think about just self. That's where I feel like selfish may not be the best use of words. Where it's like I have a partner and yeah, as I mentioned, this is something that we're capable of doing, just like you're capable of adopting a child. And it just goes to what you want. But I don't know. I I am too young for this shit. I'm not going to have a child anytime no, soon. But, but, no, but I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's because you like thinking is negative. But I feel like what you just say is because what you want does that's a selfish thing, but it's not bad. If you get what I mean. Like, it's so, not bad. Like, anything you want, it's not necessarily... I would want I to saying, Google. I would want to Google the actual definition of selfish. Yeah. But I feel like we think selfish is a bad thing. And I think that's where we need to, like, take it out to this conversation. Like, take yeah, it out no, to no, this no. conversation of, like, everything you do for yourself is not necessarily selfish. It's just something that you're doing for yourself, something you want, exactly. something you dream of, something you want to experience. It's just something so, like you do selfishly doing it for yourself. And I feel like having a kid is one of those things. Like no matter how you put it, it's an experience that you want to experience. There's other people that say a bunch of other things. Like people that say things like they don't want to be alone when they do in the future. Like that's definitely selfish. I don't think that's selfish though. You don't want it's to be human. alone in the future so you make a child? So you know oh, I mean? with the, the the child. Okay, that I get. Yeah, that I mean. So that's why I say like selfish is the perfect word, but not in a bad way. It's just like realizing that like you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, we're going to just probably have to like <laughs> agree to disagree in a sense. Where I feel like you need to have this conversation with my brother because he would really explain it like perfectly. Yeah, maybe I just not getting it. I just feel like when another person is involved, especially like my partner who I'm with. But it's also for his selfish reasons exact but now is more of like there's more people involved and i feel like if i have the means and i would do my best to raise a child in the best way possible i'm not doing that for myself i'm doing that for the child where well, it's he like didn't ask to be here of course you didn't ask to be here but there's a life cycle and unfortunately that's part of it and yeah i <laughs> get it i mean like you have to reproduce for I us mean, to continue unfortunately, so unfortunately because of life you were but you had to be born no, because like a child wouldn't ask to be here but that's why i feel like it's my duty to make sure the child is as grateful to be here as i am currently i guess yeah i don't uh, really we don't have to really agree yeah, to because, this yeah. i do agree with that like i still see it as like i don't know i don't know I think regardless of whatever you do in your life, there is a self-intent there. But I feel like to state that that is the whole of the process, 
for me is not how I see it. Whereas, like, of course, there's the self. There is a self um benefit of that's getting a child. That's not the entire process. That's no, not. but that's why I feel like the word, the use of saying, yeah, like, don't you... I don't know. For me, I would have to watch back this episode. I feel really like the actual decision it. to have a child is selfish. And not, but everything after that, so like getting to raise it, getting to see it, like what I say, contribute to the world. The fact that you're doing it with another person, the fact that you have a village around you, the fact that you have a family, that's not selfish. That's not what I'm trying to say. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful experience. But the mm-hmm. actual decision at that moment to then be like, I'm going to do one. Like, I'm going to have it. And I get what you mean. And in the sense of, like, but what about all the afters? That's not selfish. That's, you could also be saying that you're selfless. But, like, I just feel like the decision to have one. Yeah, we're going to just agree to disagree and move on from this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we would just have to talk more about oh it. Oh, my in God. Yes. Thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's fine. We're going to have these kind of conversations. Yeah. Because I am. I, and I want to talk to your brother to find out, like, what his point of view is on it but talk to him and joy because girl yeah. they go i think that's why i feel this way because they really open like they really just open my mind to like a lot of things but yeah yeah keep it moving <laughs> yeah i but, feel like this was, i don't even know how long we've been recording for time no I, and i can't see the yeah there's no man though so we don't know how long we've been recording but i think we gucci hell yeah man we've reached we've reached the end of the episode guys <laughs> If y'all tuned in, oh, I forgot to tell y'all to subscribe in the beginning. Oh Shit. my gosh. Shit. If you are still here, I appreciate you. You yeah. go buy your mama house, go buy your daddy house because you're still here. Like, honestly and truly, this no, was. No, I feel like we should, like, I don't care how I can. And it's like, before you get into the beginning of this video or before you get into the, like, this episode, like, comment, share, subscribe Please. to the channel. Follow on Spotify. Yes. Okay, and then I'm going to be... This is going to be in the end too, but I'm going to put this in the beginning because... Yeah. Like, y'all, we appreciate y'all. You know, I will see this at the end. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, this was episode five. Numero. Cinco. <laughs> Cinco. Cinco. Yeah. So, thank y'all for tuning in. We are bringing you unfiltered, mm-hmm. real deep discussions. Like, oh yeah, I had enjoyed this episode. Today was really a chill one, mm-hmm. even though it was still deep. But it's just like, yeah. And oh, we took a break from the man and the women. Oh <laughs> it's yeah, it's been a thing of like, as much as I still think we do, we will talk about it. I do think sometimes it's necessary to like take a breather. Where there's so many topics, there's so many perspectives, and it's just like, okay. That, and I feel like because we want to hold both people accountable, sometimes I just feel like such a pick me. And, uh, which is not bad, but I just be like, what am I doing? But at the same time, yeah. I, that's me holding both parties accountable and just. Yeah, I don't feel like a pick me. It's like, yo, I'm a G check both of y'all. I mean, mm, if I G check in the girls too much, then I don't feel like a pick me. Where it's like, mm, do I really want the guys to be like, oh, yeah, she knows. She-. No, it's more so like just because I don't know, we, we G checking you don't mean we not G checking. No, them. no, no. I think it's this thing of like, and maybe that is me being very, very, very like in like for the women that like I just feel like anytime I have to like speak up against. Yeah, I feel like, ugh. Yeah, I I know what you mean. But yeah, this was episode five. (laughs) Yeah, guys, we finished. We out. I'm going to take a nap. So, yeah. This is. Bye.